welcome to MindSurfer MD. I'm your host, Dr. Liz Trainer, and my mission is to normalize discussions about mental health and provide resources to those of us who are riding the waves. So let's dive in. I have a guest that I am so excited to meet today, Dr. Jia Ung. She is an academic nephrologist who practices at Hofstra University, and I'm excited to introduce you because she is passionate about helping docs publish academic papers without the overwhelm. Dr. Ung, thank you for being here this morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much, Dr. Liz. I'm very, very happy to be here chatting with you. I would love to hear a little bit about your background. Um, How did you come to this mission? And, you know, I'm, I'm always interested in the angle of wellness, right? And so the overwhelm and the stress of being in academia is enormous, right? It's a lifestyle choice that I did not make. I chose not to have that overwhelm and stress, and I'm very happy with that choice. But I also felt that is something that I I could never do. And to have you as somebody that could perhaps guide us to achieve something that will be immortal, right? Because if you when you publish your ideas out there, that's immortality. And I, I just I just have so much respect. And I'm just so excited to talk to you about how you can help our listeners become immortal. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's the being immortal, the legacy, even self-worth. It, these are important values that are very, very human that we all crave for. And um, and so the, the trick is sometimes how do we align that with our day-to-day work without feeling overwhelmed, without feeling stressed. And so, so kind of my background um, is I... I went into research thinking, you know, I just want to get my ideas out, you know, research ideas. But didn't realize that there's a lot more to research than just the study design. You know, you need to navigate the publication process, the lifestyle skill. How, how, do, you, how do you get all your things done when you have competing um, responsibilities, seeing patients, writing, recruiting patients? You know, all these come into the mix. and I was not ready for it. Um, I probably had guidance, but I wasn't ready to take on. I wasn't um, navigating it myself. And so I came out of my master's program. I I did training in clinical epidemiology with zero publication. Can you imagine that? A research fellow with zero publication. So I I thought my career is going to be gone. I had a second chance um, getting into an academic program, uh, which is um, my current program. And they, they said, you know, we, we believe in you. We're going to invest in you. And we're going to let you write and publish papers in the next few years and see, see what happens. Um, not too much pressure. And, and that, you know, just having that nurture, mm-hmm. allowing me to like breathe. Yes. I was able to thrive. Right. I was finally able to thrive. And not, not just by doing nothing, but having the stress and pressure um, taken off. Now I feel like, you know what? They, they, they invest in me, in me. They believe in me. That means let me see what I can do to get to that point. And then like the, the whole thing changed because the pressure's off, having that nurture. And after going through like 
What even gift. through master's program. Yeah, for the yeah. two, three years, I, I took coaching. I took courses. I, I get people to teach me how to write. Now I've kind of crossed through that path. Like now I can publish papers. I actually enjoy writing. I, I don't write during the weekends. I don't write after hours. This is what we are achieving. That's trying so to healthy. Achieve. Right, so right, healthy. exactly. <laughs> so so yeah. I, I feel the pain and my mission is to help clinicians, academic clinicians who, who want to get to that level, but without the stress and overwhelm. So that's kind of why I went to, to this mission. Yeah, wonderful. And, and how fortunate to find a position where you were given that opportunity without the stress. Like how, oh God, I feel like finding that unicorn position is almost fundamental. <laughs> um, and, um, and yet it sounds like you've been able to figure out a roadmap that even in most of the academic physicians who are not in that kind of unicorn position could use to be able to publish in a way that allows them to do it with the freedom and the absence of that pressure, which can be so paralyzing. You know, for me, it was like, just, uh, I don't even want to play that game. For me, I was just like, I am, I'm out. <laughs> mm-hmm. But to have, to have a roadmap to say, look, it's not that hard. It's like cooking. You do A, B, C, D, E. Um, this is how you do it. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, I would love to talk more about how you're able to, to boil that down to help overwhelm. And, and I also wanted to hear a little bit before we even do that about your background, um, because I know that, um, it, it, you know, like you were saying, it hasn't always been easy, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so tell me a little bit more about, about your background. Um, so I, I would say it's a lot of changes happened during fellowship. Um, I, I just had the new, my second child, six months old, and then it was a long commute. Um, Huge stressor in itself. Right, right. The best kind, but yes. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you're trying to nurse. You're trying to be an efficient fellow. Uh, You're seeing a lot of patients. But what I was trying to do is um, when I was tired, I tried to work more, thinking that if I'm inefficient, let me work longer hours so that I can catch up. And because of that cycle, Round and round, I started to sleep less, and uh, my attendings were noticing that I was getting inefficient. Like my my colleagues, my co fellows would always come in around yeah, six thirty. They are done. They leave by four thirty. But no, I I'm always in by five thirty because I need to I I need to be uh, preparing because I was inefficient, and then I'm not done with my notes until seven o'clock. Then I go. Home. Our brains don't right. work when we're right. tired. They don't work. They don't work. Sleep is so fundamental for our mental health. I mean, I, we cannot emphasize that enough. That um, it, it's absolutely just critical. It's just critical. Um, I remember when I was doing gross anatomy, our wonderful instructor at one point was coming around and he said something to the effect of, you know, you got to pause to take off the dull blade to put on the new one because mm-hmm. you'll right. cut so much faster. So Absolutely. just recognizing that and stopping and getting that sleep. 
and starting the next day when you're more efficient. I know it's not, it's hard to do that in the fellowship position, but anyway, tell me, tell me more. So how, no, what no, yeah, no, that's cor- absolutely correct. Because I, it just, as I said, the cycle just kept happening and I know the intervention happened because apparently I was like dozing off in the middle of mid sentence. What's an intervention? Like what, what does that like, mean? What so, happened? So my, my program director called me and said, you know, um, I think you're not, you're not doing well, but I think what you need to do is rest. He just told me, I don't want you to come in for the next two weeks. It's your research, your research uh, elective time. Don't come in except for maybe the, the core uh, clinic. That's it. Don't, don't bother about lecture. Don't worry about any of that. Just rest. So I, I felt very raw. I felt like somebody punched me in my gut. It's like, I, I, my, my imposter syndrome came out. Like people found out that I don't qualify. It was a really good program, University of Pennsylvania. And I oh, wow. felt like in oh, fear. Wow. Yeah, but I have no choice. So I rested. I did laundry. I slept and slept and slept. When I came back, I'm like, wow, I was so efficient. Laundry can be therapeutic. Laundry <laughs> and dishes can be therapeutic, right. believe it or not. <laughs> and, and because I slept, just when I came back, I, I was able to write my notes faster. I was able to round faster. Then, then it was like that time it clicked. I, I just need to sleep. I, I can't push myself further. You know, recognizing that yeah. is so important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a gift to be in a program where they were able to recognize that and give you that time. Yes. Because that you is know, not always the case. Right. And, and, and that yeah. time I felt that, that of course that immediate time I was really upset. But like a week later, I went to my program director's office and I, I like just could not stop crying. I said, thank you so much. You know, thank you so, so much for letting me even go through this and being candid and honest and letting me rest because I didn't recognize it. They recognize it. Yeah. There's, um, uh, there's, there's a quote I just came across that, uh, that I, that I love that is often the best bridge between despair and hope is a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And that's from the guy who wrote why we sleep. Uh, his name is Walker, oh, but yes. yeah, right, the right. best, yes. the, often the best bridge is just as simple as a solid night's sleep. And and again, for you to get that gift is just I'm a fan of UPenn. Okay. Let me just say (laughs) (laughs) their nephrology program rocks. (laughs) Yeah. But but wow. Yeah. Sleep is so important. Um, And, and then, and then again, the gift of allowing you in your, your later years to have the freedom to publish because you had the mentors, you had the mentorship that supported you, um, uh, which I think is also, also critical. And I guess, I, um, that's something that I also recommend to my kids is to really find a mentor in college because that's, I was at Stanford and that I, I also kind of had this imposter syndrome where I felt like, oh my gosh, you know, everybody here is so much smarter than I am and never, um, kind of had the courage to find that mentorship. And I think if, if, if I had, uh, maybe, maybe I, maybe I would have stayed in academia and, you know, Mm -hmm. I, um, but on the other hand, we're talking about sleep and I love working three days a week. I highly recommend that if anybody's <laughs> available to work three days a week, because I, I just really, as a pathologist, I am able to get the, the, the shut eye that my brain really, really needs. So, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, um, but I, yeah, but I want to hear more about, um, 
how your program works because you offer like a coaching program, you offer mm-hmm. a roadmap. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about about that? Yes. Um, so I'm on a mission to to change the mindset. I think the first thing is always the mindset, and you know Isn't I want to break true? through this the culture of academia where you have to do overwork. And so the first thing I always preach is we have to identify ourselves as a professional writer, number one. Why is that identity so important? It's because when you identify as a writer, you do the right, you you do what writers do. They work, they write during work hours, not after hours. That's number one. And number two, how you identify yourself is how you show up for your writing time, your writing schedule. You, you don't do it, treat it like a hobby, you know, not during your weekends, not between clinic patients. You, you do it properly. You treat a writing session as, as important as how you show up for your patient. This is how you show up for your science. So that's like the first thing. Like knowing this identity is very important. Then the second thing is also realize that the number of hours you work does not equate to the productivity. That because writing is a very cognitive blade. Right. right. The blade. It's, it's so cognitively demanding that a four-hour session, your brain is like gone, done. You can't do anymore. Okay. Yeah. So so you you can't like keep it to the end. And instead, what you should be doing is only write during that, that very important hour where your brain is the most clear. And the rest of the time, if you're done, you can check a few emails, call patients back, you know, because you're using a different part of your brain and that will energize you. So, so that's my two main things about uh, the, the writing mindset. And I think once you shift that, things fall in place much, much easier. Yeah. 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 No, I love this. I love this. And Dr. Gia, the identity shift, I am a professional writer. And to carve out that time and use that time only when you're able to do that deep work. There's a book that I recently read called Deep Work mm-hmm. that, that I highly recommend also. It's a wonderful book. Um, Is it the Calvary about... Park book? Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and, and he talks about uh, that. And he's also very good about shutdown complete. You know, mm. at the end of the end of your day, your shutdown's complete. Turn up your computer, and you can be with your family and be in the deep love phase of your day. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I the identity shift and the mindset shift, I think, is is profound uh, and will you know. And that's it's it's the same with everything, right? It's like even for exercise, it's like okay, I am an athlete. It's like my identity yes. is I work out every single day because that's critical for my sanity, (laughs) but also I feel better and food tastes better. But, but having that identity shift about whatever it is that we're trying to incorporate into our lives, um, I think is very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Yes. Yeah. As you say, even as an athlete, I, I also identify as somebody who exercises regularly. So I do it every day because it is, I don't know people say woo woo or anything, but just because I do it every day, I feel like I'm powerful. I'm that type of person who yes, gets things. I'm done. strong. Right, right. I'm strong. Exactly. Right. So I feel this empowered. is like me. Every time we do it, this is like me. This is this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Owning that, incorporating that. The identity shift is so motivating. 
after you have the identity shift then what what i what i tell my students are now you just need a roadmap you know you just need a roadmap academic writing is a skill that you can learn like if you went through medical school and can learn crab cycle you can learn exactly academic, we right? can do that you know like podcasting is a skill people like <laughs> I, I believe me i it's taken me a year to get out here but <laughs> it's, i'm learning <laughs> so, yes yes Yes. Um, but yeah, but having, having that roadmap and your program provides that. Um, and I would love for our listeners to be able to reach you. Um, do you offer um, a masterclass where they can kind of get a taste of what you offer and yeah. So how do we find you? So I I am having a masterclass on March 29 at five 30 Eastern time. Um, Oh my gosh, this is so great. All right, 529 to 8.30 p.m.? Yes, Eastern Time. Okay, so 5.30 for those of us in California, like me. <laughs> um, okay, great, great. Uh, what Eastern day of the week is that again? March 29th? Is that Tuesday? Is it Tuesday? Okay. Oh, good. One of my off days, I could do it. Oh, okay, um, great. Yes. Okay, and awesome. um, it's it's on how to publish your paper without feeling, uh, with less time and without feeling overwhelmed. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then um, is there a website where people can sign up for that or how? Um, I, I I have a registration link, but I, you know, it's, it's a Zoom link, so I, I can't remember, but I. Uh, okay. I okay. Show them. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. Let's definitely do that. Right. And if, if you know a webinar is not your thing, um, you may just want to download a blueprint. Um, I created an idea to paper blueprint um, for for your audience and you can um, download it at blueprint.publishmd.com. Oh, wait, sorry. I think it's blueprint at publishmd. Yeah. Okay. So blueprint at publishmd.com. Yeah. Yeah. I'm writing it down because I want to go into it. Like I've, I've, I've thought, you know, doing a research paper would kind of be, I always just felt like it was so much work, <laughs> but I often yeah. felt like I could do a case report as a pathologist. Mm-hmm. I see amazing cases and I, I like to present them at my pathology society, but I've, I've often thought, you know, it, it's something I could do. I could handle that. And uh, is that something that your blueprint might help with? Do you think so? Would that be uh, applicable? The- Yes, uh, the the blueprint actually has a lot more because it's more like idea generation, how you come up with research questions, like kind of the steps. Um, and then, then there's also the writing part and also like what documents you need to publish, uh, to submit a paper. Because when you start putting your stuff in and you're like, oh, I need a conflict of interest paper. Oh, I need a cover letter. Oh, I need and like all the random things you never thought you need to, to submit a paper. So it's more of that, but definitely um, um, I have a part on more writing the original, the, the framework on how to write the, the different sections, what you need to include in the introduction, what you need to include in the discussion section, things like that. Great. Great. This is good stuff. And, um, and again, the idea of doing a research project had always been overwhelming to me, but just yesterday um, uh, an interview I did with a friend her son is doing uh, a master's of public health and is interested mm-hmm. in um, doing work on um, 
physician burnout and depression and uh, working with uh, maybe patients from the VA hospitals. But anyway, it just sort of triggered something in my brain. I'm like, oh, well, I'm interviewing an academic tomorrow who talks about how to get papers published because he also hasn't published a paper yet as mm-hmm, part of mm-hmm. his, his master's. So, um, and, uh, and I just had this moment where it's like, well, maybe I could collaborate with him. You know, maybe that's something, you know, because yes. that's something I'm really passionate about is, is right. exploring that. Co- collaboration, um, you know. collaboration is the best way to do for getting papers out because as you know, um, it's overwhelming. There's so many parts to research paper, right? So you, 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 if you can have a few people, one person doing the writing, one person doing all this, even like even a writing part, like one person doing an introduction, another person doing, like having that mm-hmm. group, group effort. That team effort, yes. Yes. And then it's not yeah. just the parts and sometimes you have different personalities. The starter, the one who like starts the mm-hmm. project because I'm right, and then you have another one who's the finisher. Like, wait, when are we going to get the thing submitted? Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? Well, you know, in my team, I we have a few people like that: the finisher and the yeah, starter. Keep you on, and, and then yes, and then you have the workhorse. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. yes. So, oh, this is just really wonderful, Dr. Gia. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm I'm really excited for our listeners to be able to take advantage of what you offer. Um, Because, you know, not only is it growth and giving back is so fundamental to our, our joy, right? And it's, life is not about happiness. It's about joy. It's about finding meaning. And I think being able to, to contribute to the world in this way gives anyone who's working on this, a deep sense of meaning and, and joy. And that, that is what, that is my mission, you know, to help, to help our listeners find, to rediscover joy really. And um, so thank you for, for providing this, this tool that, that can really be helpful for people. Um, so I'll include little, the links in the show notes. And um, is there anything else you want to add? Any other um, I, I would say, you know, just adding to the part of the joy. I love what you said about this because writing can be joyful. You know, a lot of people, they, they, when they talk to them, it's like, oh, I love the project, but the, the, the writing like sucks the joy out of me. I used to feel yeah, that I, way. Yeah. <laughs> I used to feel that way. But once you, once you know the roadmap, once things like I get it, this is how you do it. Then you and then you can practice. Then you can see the progress. That is when you see joy. That's when you feel joy because you you actually can feel like I put in something and I see some see an outcome, see progress. That is when people get meaning and joy at the same time. Yes, yes, yeah. That that growth, that giving back. Oh, so so rich. Um, thank you, thank you so much for being here today. It's been so much fun. I am looking forward to connecting with you further. I'm definitely going to sign up for your blueprint. I, um, like I said, this has kind of been a bucket list item that I never really thought I could do, but like maybe, maybe I could. Yes, <laughs> um, yes, yes. So you've given me, me hope. <laughs> Having hope is another critical factor. Right. It, and, and it's and, never, never too late. Never too late. Yeah. To this. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, um, also, I think if you, if you want like tips, I also have a uh, YouTube channel. Um, oh, that, that, yeah, tell us like, about like, that. 
Yes, um, here here is like small bite size. Usually the videos are five minutes because you know academic writing is a heavy topic. Anything more than five minutes is too much. So yeah, I, I break down it's like my, the deep work. You know, just just give yourself a little bit of time to do <laughs> right to learn one thing and yeah, right, right. Then you can like apply. So um, my channel is also Publish MB. Publish MB. Um, you can Google it. And I will talk about like some mindset shift, how to overcome writer's block, how to, you know, some of the academic tips where you can apply. Like once you learn it, you can apply immediately. And when you, you do it, like suddenly your paper becomes so much better. And, and so you can wow. check that out. Yeah. Okay. So publish MD. So publishmd.com. Yes. It's also is a, a great place to find you. And I'm assuming publishmd.com will also have some links to your YouTube, YouTube channels, yes. right? right? So, um, and that's also probably a place where people can sign up for the blueprint. Right. That's correct. Fantastic. Um, fantastic. Oh, this is such wonderful. Oh, I'm so happy to meet you. This has been so much fun. <laughs> it's so I, much fun um, talking about yeah. this oh. and mine and joy and time and sleep. Yeah. The things I love. Oh, me too. Fundamentals. Right. You know, got to get them. Got to get them. Yes. So anyway, we'll have a fabulous day, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. And I, I'm excited. I think, I think there's, there's something that, that I can, that I can use to enrich my life with what you're offering. So thank you for, for what you do. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Liz. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, share with a friend, and provide your five-star feedback so we can reach more listeners. I would also love to see you in our Facebook community, MindSurferMD, where you can sign up for a buddy. Catch you later.